Well, hello and welcome to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we try a new brew and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And it is day 233. It is tea week. You are with me. We are having some English tea, some British tea. We are getting tea from the motherland, people. And when I say the motherland, I mean the land where tea was made really famous. But before we get into the brews, let me read out our scriptures for today. We are looking at day 233. So we're looking at Psalm 101, 1 Corinthians 14 verses 20 to 40, and 2 Chronicles chapters 13, 14, and 15. But we're going to try our brew before we get started because someone um, who doesn't like, is what I meant to say, who doesn't like a cup of tea with their Bible. Today we've got the same brand with my little tea sachets, HNG, it's organic and fair trade, refreshing peppermint infusion. So whether or not it's refreshing, it's up for debate. We're going to have a little sip now. I've got my tea bag in because I do love a strong peppermint tea. Let me see how it smells. Okay, it smells like a normal peppermint tea. Although, there's something a little bit different in the smell there. I wonder if there's something a little bit different in the taste. The after smell. Maybe the aftertaste will taste a bit different too. Let's see if this British tea is all that it's cracked up to be. Yeah, look, I'm going to be honest. There's a, there's a unique after smell. But the tea tastes exactly like every other peppermint tea I've ever had. So... There you go, H and G, well done. You've been consistent with every other peppermint tea around. All right, enough of the brew though. Let's get into the Bible. Peace. Peace in the Bible, shalom, means so much more than the absence of trouble or strife. It's often an inner peace despite trouble. It's wholeness, soundness, oneness with God. Is this a foreign concept to you? true peace. It only comes to us through Jesus, our Prince of Peace. And we're going to look today at how we can receive and keep that Shalom peace. Peace itself isn't overtly mentioned in our psalm today, but we understand that peace and silence that David writes of often go hand in hand. David declares he will silence the wicked. He also writes about love and justice, which often really don't feel like they go hand in hand. However, when justice and love meet at the cross, that is where his grace and mercy was poured out for us. And we are covered by Jesus. So although we aren't blameless, we were made spotless by the blood of Jesus. And as we are covered by his blood, making us spotless, making us perfect, we're also covered by his peace. The Prince of Peace, making himself and all the good that accompanies him available to us, including his peace. So how do we see peace in the church? Paul writes about this in our New Testament passage today. 1 Corinthians 14.33, and this is a scripture I have said many, many times. Something to write on your heart, to remember. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. See, the gifts of God should flow freely, but there does need to be an order because he's not a God of disorder. He's a God of order and peace. And so in our passage today, Paul gives logistical instructions around key things in a church gathering. 
People shouldn't be prophesying over each other. If someone's addressing the crowd, speaking in tongues, there needs to be an interpreter. Verse 26 says, everything must be done so that the church may be built up. It's not about an individual and what they feel should happen in a church service. It is what's best for the greater good of the body. In this passage, Paul also addresses the commonly misquoted and misunderstood passage about women being silent in the church. Now, it's really important to understand the context of this passage because it's so often taken out of context. See, Paul was addressing a specific issue in the Corinthian church at the time. The focus of his criticism was not on gender roles, but on creating order in the church service. And it isn't an instructive word for all women in all churches to be silent at all times. That's important to understand. He's actually, in fact, already made it clear that he did expect women to speak in meetings. He writes in chapter 11 of the same book, of the same letter, verse 5, every woman who prays or prophesies. That phrase in itself goes to show that Paul expects that women would pray and that women would prophesy. But this specific issue he's addressing is what he's talking about when he talks about women speaking in the church. And there must be order and honor in the church from both men and from women. And in Chronicles today, we explore how we see peace in a nation. In the early points of our scripture today, we see such devastation and destruction through war. Yet when Asa was king of Judah, we read that the people experienced peace for 10 years. So what was it about Asa's leadership that brought about this peace? First of all, he sought, the God, he sought God wholeheartedly. In 14 verse 4, it says, He commanded Judah to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and to obey his laws and commands. And that's point two. He sought God wholeheartedly and he obeyed God fully. The people, all the people, not just the leader, but all the people sought God and obeyed God. And the last point, rely on God totally. Against Zerah the Cushite, who wanted to go to war to them, Chapter 14, verse 11 says this, Then Asa called to the Lord and said, Lord, there is no one like you to help the powerless against the mighty. Help us, Lord God, for we rely on you. And in your name, we have come against this vast army. Lord, you are our God. Do not let mere mortals prevail against you. He relied fully on God and God saw them to great victory. They relied totally on him. Though it seems to counter what we'd expect, these three points don't just bring peace to a nation, but also peace to a heart. Seek God wholeheartedly, obey God fully, rely on him totally, and you will know peace. Because the only way we can know true peace is from Jesus, our Prince of Peace. Three, two, okay, one, time for verse of the day. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. What then shall we say, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each of you has a hymn or a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. There is no space for selfish ambition in the house of God. Our gifts will be built in the church. They will, just naturally. If you've been in the church long enough and you've served long enough, you're gonna recognize that your gifts have been built up in the church. But it's important that we get the order right. We bring our gifts to the church. We, to, sorry, we bring our gifts to build the church. We don't expect the church to build our gifts. Get it in the right order today. 
And that's it today for The Daily Brew. Thank you so much for having me. I pray that you are full of his glorious peace today as perhaps you go out to work or to school or maybe as you sleep tonight. Hey, if it's the start of your day, have a wonderful day full of peace. And if it is the end of your day, good night, sleep tight, sleep peaceful. And we'll see you back here tomorrow for day 234 of The Daily Brew.